Today is Thursday, September 1st. The title for our devotional is The Gifts, Part 3. The last two days, we've gone through the grace gifts of the Holy Spirit mentioned in Scripture. Each day we've only covered a few, and today we're going to cover the last few. The descriptions here are from North Point's group's handout that I used in the course. Uh, Today, we're looking at the more miraculous gifts of the Spirit. These are the gifts that cessationists would say ceased at the time of the apostles. Continuationists, on the other hand, believe that they continue to function in the life of the church today. I believe that these gifts continue to function in the life of the church today, and we need them in operation within the church. So as I go through these, remember you're asking yourself, uh, has God given me this gift? Yes, no, or maybe. And secondly, how can I value others in my community who have this gift, or how do I appreciate others in my community who have this gift, or uh, how do I need them in my spiritual walk with Christ? So the first gift is discerning spirits, as 1 John puts it. Discernment is another way to describe this gift. Discerning with complete accuracy what is true and what is false. Satan is a liar, and discernment then uh, means that you are discerning whether the spirit is from God or not from God. Discerning truth from lie. Faith is the next one, living boldly and sometimes taking radical action as a result of deep trust in God. This is distinct from trust in God and in Christ that is true for all believers. Inevitably, there is a level of faith and uh, trust in God that all believers have to have in order to be Christians and following Jesus in the first place. This gift is uh, slightly different in in that it, it, it gives you boldness in faith and taking radical action, as it says here as a result of a deep trust in God. So it's, it's, a, it's a little bit, it's further, it's beyond what is expected of all believers. Next is healing. Supernaturally restoring a physical body back to health through prayer. Obviously it's God who does the healing, but certain individuals who have been given this gift when they pray for people, uh, they tend to see people be healed more often than others. Next is interpreting tongues, understanding a foreign language or a language of tongues with no training, and then communicating that message to others. This often happens in the uh, church worship service or in a prayer meeting where somebody says something in a tongue or a different language, or whether it's a different language or not, we'll talk to that, talk to that point in just a minute. Um, and somebody else within the group, if it is to be done in public, somebody else within the group needs to interpret it, as Paul says, 1 Corinthians 12 to 14. Next is miracles, performing an act that includes God's intervention uh, into the laws of nature. So God intervenes in the laws of nature and changes them for the miraculous thing to occur. So here, uh, to separate it from things like healing, uh, we're talking things like what happened in the Gospels where Jesus uh, turned the water into wine or Jesus calmed the storm, those types of miraculous things. Not saying that we can do what Jesus did on our own power and intervention and in our own means, but through uh, believers, the Holy Spirit gives certain individuals the power to perform miraculous signs and wonders. Like Moses parting the Red Sea or Elisha making the axe head float. Prophecies. Next one, that's receiving direct revelation from God and then communicating the message to others that is intended for them. 
So remember on Mon on Tuesday, we saw the other definition of prophecy, which is more in line with, with preaching accurately, teaching God's word for the current moment and uh, prophetically declaring God's word to the people for what uh, needs to be heard or done at that present time. This is slightly different. This is the more miraculous version of prophecy, receiving a direct revelation from God. Remember, this must always be held in uh, subordination to scripture. And finally, speaking in tongues, being able to speak in a foreign or unknown language with no training. So some would say on this one that the gift of tongues is always a real other language that is unknown to the speaker. Some would say that it doesn't necessarily have to be a real language, but it could be a, quote, heavenly language from 1 Corinthians 13.1. Uh, in a survey of those who claim to have the gift of tongues, almost none of the vocalizations were, a, were from a known language. You can see the work of uh, W.J. Samarin, Tongues of Men and Angels, the Religious Language of Pentecostalism, uh, I found it in D.A. Carson's book, Showing the Spirit, which I linked you to for additional content below. So this then is a different thing than the experience at Pentecost. At Pentecost, the vocalizations were all known languages that others recognized, uh, and the people could hear followers of Jesus praising God in their own language, even though the individual speaking the language didn't necessarily know that language. It was a miraculous work of God. See this in Acts chapter 2, verses 5 through 8. So, again, you may need to rewind the podcast here and listen to this again. Read through each of these gifts and reflect on, has God given me this gift? Like, for example, do I tend to just have these strong compulsions from God uh, for somebody else? That God seems to be telling me something. Perhaps you have the gift of prophecy. Pray for somebody and see if they get healed. Do you sense this like greater, stronger faith that just causes you to be willing to take radical, bold action uh, because you trust in God. Things like that. Has God given me this gift? Yes, no, or maybe. And secondly, how can I value others in my community or how do I need others in my community who have this gift? <laughs>